You are listening to a sermon from Emmaus Church LCMS. For more information, please go to www.emmauspasco.org. Grace and mercy and peace are yours today in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Faith. I want us to think about faith this morning. The faith, word faith occurs in all three of our readings. If you notice, Habakkuk, the righteous shall live by faith. And 2 Timothy, Paul says to Timothy, I'm, a, I'm reminded of your faith. You, you were received from your mother and grandmother, influenced by them. And then in the gospel reading, the disciples say, Lord, increase our faith. Now, faith has all kinds of dimensions to it, but we all probably will agree that it's a, it is a basic part of the, of the life of a child of God. We even have an expression. We, I don't remember it, it years ago. We used to call churches churches. Now they're faith-based organizations. <laughs> so, faith. So you're men and women of faith, I would assume. You ever complain to God? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's part of the faith life. Do you ever bemoan to God your, your weak faith and ask him for more? Today I want to think of us about the, the, the challenge of faith, the source of faith, and the life of faith. First of all, the, the challenge of faith. You can look at Habakkuk, the reading once again, Habakkuk's looking around, and he's, he's distressed at what he sees. There's lots of enemies encroaching upon Israel, but also uh, just injustice going on. Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry for help? And you will not hear. You just don't seem to hear. Or I cry to you, violence, and you don't save. Why do you make me see iniquity, and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction, violence are before me, strife and contention. The law is paralyzed. Justice never goes forth. He's, he's upset. He's, he's, he's complaining to God. But there's a challenge here. And then in the, in the gospel reading, Jesus says if somebody sins against you and asks for forgiveness, forgive him. And then he pushes it. He pushes it. What, even if they've done it, Seven times in a day, seven times, he commands him, forgive them, forgive them. And the disciples complain about that. They push back against that. And that just seems kind of over the top. You know, it's seven times in the course of a day, good grief. <laughs> and they say, increase our faith. The challenge of faith and, and the faith life. But there's a, a common thread between the two readings. If you think of it, there's kind of a hidden common, and that's that exasperation that, that both feel. Habakkuk feels exasperated because God isn't doing anything about the injustice that he sees right before his eyes. And the disciples are exasperated because Jesus seems to be laying something on them that is just... Too much, too much to, to act upon. There's injustice in both. It's unjust that God isn't doing something. It's not fair that God demands so much of us in terms of 
uh, forgiving. But there's kind of a common answer between the two as well. And that is trust. Trust. The righteous shall live by faith. Trust is enough. And Jesus says uh, you have, uh, it's not the, how much faith you have, it's, it's, it's that you have faith. And then he talks that faith to move mulberry trees. So let's, let's dig, dig down a little bit more now to the source of faith. So we have this wonderful statement. It should have kind of rung a bell when you heard it. Habakkuk 2.4, the righteous shall live by his faith. And that's, that screams out at us. That's, that sounds like Paul, doesn't it? <laughs> and that's because Paul grabs hold of that, and then he quotes that. And then Martin Luther finds that. Martin Luther was, a, was an Old Testament uh, scholar, and it was in his wrestling with God and searching, he, he finds this, this verse in Habakkuk. The righteous shall live by his faith. It's there in Paul, and transformation takes place. And, and then, you know, the disciples complaining about uh, Jesus seems unrealistic demand on their part to, to forgive again and again and again. But he says, if you have a faith just about so much tiny, you, you can't even see it, that's fine. Yes, don't worry about the volume of the faith. The faith is, is there. Use it, act upon it, put it into practice. I grew up in Wisconsin and we had a pond near us, happened to be in a, in a zoo. That we, we played there a lot and as winter would come and we'd be looking forward to just goofing around on the ice. You know, you can have all the faith in the world in a, in a eighth of an inch of ice <laughs> and go running out and you're going to get wet. But only we have the tiniest, tiniest bit of faith out of big slab of ice, you're good to go. You see, it's, it's not the volume of the faith, it's what the faith is placed in. What the faith is placed in. And it's a, it's, a, it's a gift to us. You hear, have heard this quoted a million times, but by grace you are saved through faith. Grace and faith. It's the gift of God, not of works. No one can boast. I came across this quote as looking at faith quotes that found those interesting. Think of it. It's three statements. The soul is the life of the body. Faith is the life of the soul. And Christ is the life of faith. The soul is the life of the body. Faith is the life of the soul. And Christ is the life of the faith. He's the object of our faith. Now I mentioned earlier the issue of injustice that kind of is a thread between those two complaints. I want us to circle back to that for a minute and help us just see, again, the foundation of our faith is based on injustice. 
the greatest act of injustice that a, a perfect person who never made a mistake, never sinned with his anything he said, anything he did, or anything he even thought, and he never left undone something he was supposed to do, he was unjustly nailed to a cross. That's at the heart of our faith, is this injustice that was heaped upon the righteous one, the righteous one, the Son of God. So God answers this issue of injustice by wading into it and moving it to the nth degree by making it the heart and core of our faith. So God's answer is his, his experiencing of the greatest injustice on a hill outside of Jerusalem. But from that, what comes? Abundance of forgiveness. See, disciples are, are complaining about Jesus saying, uh, if somebody offends you seven times in a day, keep forgiving them as they repent seven times. Well, what do we remember? Because of that great injustice, we stand in a, uh, a tsunami of forgiveness. A flood of forgiveness floods forward uh, us. God released in Christ a flood of forgiveness is poured out on us. So what can we do but share it with others? Extend it to those who offend us and hurt us. So faith and grace are linked together time and again. God graces us and imparts faith to us again and again. We see it in Romans 5 coming together. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Therefore, having been justified by peace with God, through him we have also gained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. The faith and grace uh, come together again and again. Weak faith is true faith. Weak faith is true faith. And that's comforting. Remember, it's not the amount of faith. It's what our faith is placed in. We place it in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Completed. It is finished. Christ risen from the dead. A weak faith in a in victorious Christ, true faith. So next week we'll come across that verse I mentioned earlier, 2 Timothy 2.1. Be strengthened in the grace that is 
in Christ Jesus. So, challenge of faith, source of faith. Let's talk about the life of faith. The righteous shall live by his faith. Righteous shall live by his faith. That is, at the same time, we might call it a, a, uh, an invitation and a promise. Think about it. Righteous shall live by his faith. It's an invitation into the faith life. That, that we, we it step into that and inhabit it. But it's also a promise that as we are people of faith, that's the source of, this, of the life that we live. The righteous shall live by faith. We, 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 we move forward in, in faith. We inhabit the faith that God has given to us. We, we continue to trust him day by day. We live by it. So faith is a gift. But it needs attention. It deserves attention to tend to our faith. Even Jesus said in, to the disciples, pay attention to yourselves. Remember who you are. Remember whose you are. Steward that faith that's been entrusted to you. So what are some tips for growing our faith? <clears throat> First, I'd say scripture, scripture, scripture to saturate yourself with scripture. As you'll hear in the months to come, I, I'm big on memorizing scripture. Why? Because it's made such a difference in my spiritual life. It's just transformed it over the, over the years that I've been doing it. So I encourage you to just grab hold of one verse, maybe that you kind of know, but don't really know, you know? You, you, you have those kinds of verses? No. Um, <laughs> but, you know, or, or something that you've always wanted to kind of make your own, do it. It might take a, a week. I've put them on three by five cards. Uh, but, but when you have it and you possess it, you can call it up anytime. 2 a.m. in the morning, whatever, and you've got it. And God works through his word and it grows our faith. It strengthens our faith because we see who our faith is placed in because all of scripture points to Christ. And then there's the, the Lord's table where we come forward and, and we, re, we meet Christ. That's, how can your faith not be strengthened by me, if you, of, I'm not saying that right. Of course our faith is strengthened when we meet Christ. It, it's there for our strengthening, for our cleansing, but also for our strengthening as well, to receive Christ in the bread and the wine. And then Christian fellowship, we need each other. We don't do well with solo and then consistent worship, where all these things come together. God's word, the Lord's table, 
Christian fellowship and hearing once again that we are needy people, hearing once again that there's forgiveness of sins, hearing once again God's promise to be with us. All those strengthen our faith. So faith is a gift, but there's always room for it to grow. <laughs> it's interesting, Jesus commended some people for their extraordinary faith, like the, the centurion who, um, in, in, with, the, with the child that died, and, and, um, and the woman who grabbed his robe, and, and others. And then he's, he's in the face of, and on the case of those who resisted him. You know, his own hometown, his own, his own people uh, re resisted him. How critical he is of them. So, but Peter says, grow. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let our faith thrive. Well, there's a great example of trust in the book of Habakkuk. I mentioned that the third chapter of Habakkuk is a psalm, and it ends this way. And I'm going to read it. And re remember that this is an agrarian culture, and everything for, for life to go on, they needed stuff to grow and flourish and all that. But listen to what Habakkuk ends this book with. Though the fig tree should not blossom, so there'd be no figs, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and fields yield no food, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I'll take joy in the God of my salvation. That's faith in action. The righteous shall live by faith. Let's pray. Oh, gracious God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit working in our hearts, working faith. Oh, may we be men and women of faith, that we might grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You always meet us where we are, but you're always calling us forward to yourself in more and more dependency. May your spirit work in us and through us. We pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. This has been a message from Emmaus Church LCMS. 
We thank you for listening and invite you to find out more by visiting our website at www.emmauspasco.org. That's www.emmauspasco.org. Thank you.